It's George Wolfe and welcome back to another episode of Woo is the New, a space we chat all things woo-woo and spirituality to help women and mothers awaken, evolve and integrate into the new age. So today I want to chat about the S word. Now, if you do not know which S word I am referring to, it is the word spiritual. I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with this word, not because I don't like it, but because like many other words, I don't like how saying the word spiritual instantly puts you into a box. Who hasn't linked the word with an old lady who's dressed as a fortune teller, you know, with a crystal ball? We've all done it. But People instantly assume that you are off with the fairies, can't hold down a job, must dress or look a certain way, or, you know, sometimes people even think they're just going through a phase. I recently just watched a TV show on Netflix that modernized an old book series and they made one of the characters spiritual. I was super excited to see this at first as the show is directed at teens and I was like this is cool, forward thinking, awesome until I started watching it. The mother and daughter lived a gypsy lifestyle, you know, living out of a box, moving from town to town because the mother couldn't commit to living in one place as she ran away from each heartbreak. They dressed alternate, they arrived late to events, they would make reference to the moon in serious conversations as the other characters dismissed it like it was useless information. My palm hit my face. Oh, come on. Isn't this meant to be new age? I kept thinking, but I could feel myself getting frustrated and I realized it was because I could see that damn box again. If spirituality has taught me anything, it is how to ground myself to be present in the moment with my children. It is to lean into heartbreak and pain and to be uncomfortable, to be reliable, to show up for myself, that how I look on the outside doesn't define me and how to work with the energy of the cosmos to better achieve my goals and desires. Spirituality does not mean you cannot be ambitious and motivated. It just simply means that you live in alignment and flow with your true self. Later that week, I found myself in a conversation with a girlfriend who, at the time, didn't know I was woo. The topic of spirituality came up and she said, I'm not really into that woo-woo spiritual stuff. It's just not me. I was confused by this statement at first, but then I realized she was referring to the box. This didn't trigger me. Instead, I felt compassion and empathy towards her because I wanted to give her a big hug and tell her that, of course, spirituality is for you because it is of your own understanding. Your connection with the universe is unique to you because you are the universe. This image of what society projects spiritual people to be like could be why one does not want to open up to their own spirituality. 
It could be stopping someone from stepping into their true self and full potential because they think, I don't fit into the spiritual box, therefore I cannot be spiritual. To remove labels and preconceived ideas, we must unlearn, educate and relearn. So this podcast goes out to all you babes new to the spiritual realm and feeling called to venture into your spirituality, but slightly hesitating because you're not exactly sure what that really means. The reason I am so passionate about this is because I was that person. I judge spirituality based on media manipulation, social conditioning, and my own limiting beliefs that I created around the word due to the lack of awareness. When the universe came knocking on my door, telling me it's time to wake up, I had to unlearn and relearn the hard way. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you some of my experiences and hope by the end you feel confident in creating your own definition of spirituality that is unique to you. So let me start by saying I thought religion and spirituality were the same thing. I grew up in a Catholic primary school, then a Christian high school. Now, my family was not religious, but through school and society, I grew up going to church, learning the Bible, the do's and don'ts of life through the eyes of sin, and I was under a microscope to fit into the perfect box so that I could go to heaven. I remember even from a very young age, I questioned the religious system and quickly got labeled as a rebellious child slash teen from these faculties. When I left school at the age of 16, I decided I just won't believe in anything and that if I wanted to achieve my goals and the life that I wanted to live, then I must rely on my own strength. So why did I think religion and spirituality were the same? My girlfriend told me to listen to a talk by Gabrielle Bernstein. Now, this was the first time I'd ever listened to anything spiritual. She was talking about manifestation and I noticed she was using the words God, faith, spirit, prayer, holy, surrender, angels, miracles. And she also dropped a fair few F-bombs, which confused me because the language she was using was what I was used to hearing in a church, but the swearing obviously was definitely not. I felt uncomfortable as those words triggered my childhood and religious upbringing. I didn't want to go down a path where I felt constricted and confined to an organization. The next day, I rang my friend and told her I listened. I said to her, I absolutely loved the talk, but I'm confused. Is she religious? She said, no, no, not religious, spiritual. So whatever you want it to be. Huh? Whatever you want it to be? What does that even mean? I began to read a lot of books on spirituality to help me understand what I was going through and the one thing that they all had in common was at the beginning of each book, they'd say something like, I will be using the words God, universe, source, etc. If these words do not resonate, please replace them with a word of your own understanding. I actually want to read out a paragraph from Rebecca Campbell's book, Rise, Sister Rise, as I just love how beautifully she puts it. She says... Throughout this book, you'll find reference to Mother Earth, she, her, life, source, God, goddess, father, mother, beloved, and the universe. This is my humble attempt to put a name to the great mysteries and indescribable forces of our world and beyond, which is truly an impossible feat. 
If these words don't resonate with you, please trade them for your own. (laughs) I just love that so much. I remember reading this for the first time and thinking, this is not religion. Definitely not the religion I grew up with. Now, I am not against religion. I am against any organized community that tells you that you must live a certain way by certain rules in order to be accepted. This is just a false sense of community. You should not feel fear or shame if you choose to have a difference in opinion. We are all constantly changing and life is about evolving so you should never feel limited in your expansion. I grew up with so many rules on how to connect to God and that there is only one word to describe the powerful force and now I'm being told that I could make up my own. So I did just that. I came up with my own language and understanding of the higher power. Now, if you are still questioning what higher power you are connecting to, I want to share a quote from the same book that helped me when I was questioning. She says, We can either rely on our own strength or we can connect to a powerful force that makes the planets revolve. (laughs) Let that sink in. It's so powerful. I'll say it again. We can either rely on our own strength or we can connect to the powerful force that makes the planets revolve. So let's talk about language. If the word spiritual doesn't resonate, you can change it. Instead of saying I'm spiritual, you could say I'm aware, I'm conscious, I'm knowing or, you know, I used to love saying I'm woo-woo. But write down what spirituality means to you. For me, to be spiritual simply means to be aware of oneself, to connect to a higher knowing and with a power much greater than my own, to consciously live life in a high vibrational frequency and to use tools and practices to better my life and to live in alignment with my soul. So I encourage you to come up with a language of your own understanding. There is no right or wrong. I began with words like universe, higher self, energy, vibration, guide, sign, message, trust, letting go, love. As I began to feel more comfortable in my spirituality, I expanded my language. I unlearned the words God, Holy Spirit, prayer, faith, surrender that had been conditioned in my childhood and I created a new definition of my own understanding. When you are comfortable and confident in your connection with the universe, you are more receptive of spiritual information even if they're using different words. The word spiritual tries to label a boundless box. The whole point of spirituality is that we are undefined and ever-changing. Society just likes to better understand how one fits into the system, but as multidimensional beings, we simply cannot do that. And if we do, we will never be able to live our lives to our highest potential. I also thought that you had to look a certain way to be spiritual. I was, um, I was guilty of doing this and I want to share with you an experience where I passed judgment. I had been awakened for around a year. I had seen multiple healers and they all had a look about them. Even their spaces felt woo-woo. They had, you know, dim lighting. They were clutter-filled with quirky art pieces, symbols, crystals and the smell of incense. 
One day, I decided to go see an energy clearer that my friend highly recommended. I always jump at the opportunity to try something new and I absolutely love being on the receiving end of someone's intuitive talent. As I arrived, I walked into a beautiful, bright white space, minimal furniture and simple decor. Sitting in the waiting room, the door in front of me flung open. There was a fabulous looking woman. She was wearing bright pink lipstick, a black tight long sleeve top tucked into a high-waisted lime green pleated skirt that came down to her calves. She stood powerfully in black stilettos and sparkled in her gorgeous jewellery. My immediate thought was, wow, quickly followed by, am I in the right place? I prepared myself by thinking, okay, George, this probably isn't going to be very good. This energy healer didn't fit the box, so I prejudged the following hour. Well, wasn't I wrong? This session was not only the best healing and clearing I'd ever had, I now work with this healer every few weeks, but it really highlighted to me that the box doesn't exist. Looking a certain way doesn't make you more of something. This goes for any label, not just spirituality. Now, don't let spirituality be a burden. I know it can feel a lot when you awaken and you see the world through a conscious lens, but I made the mistake of taking it all on board and feeling incredibly overwhelmed and life became very serious. I wish someone told me that you can be happy and heal yourself. You can be happy and help others in need. As humans, we are meant to experience the duality of light and shadow, but there was a period of my life there where I just felt the heaviness of it. Life is to be enjoyed, the good and the bad. It's all just experiences. What I have learned throughout my journey is that sitting in the energy of excitement makes the whole experience so much more enjoyable. As soon as I start to feel anxiety creep in, I quickly change my inner dialogue to excited. For example, um, you know, I could be feeling like, oh my goodness, there's so much inner work to do. Oh my goodness, there's so much I need to change. Oh my goodness, there is so much I need to still learn. Oh my goodness, you know, just that energy of overwhelm or anxiety. I will quickly change my energy to excited so I'll stop and I will say the mantras I am excited to evolve I am excited for the change I am excited to learn new things I am excited to be on this journey I am excited to discover myself whatever it is but just holding that energy of excitement is so so helpful When I began my spiritual path, I realized there was a lot of information. And as I mentioned in episode two, take what resonates and leave what doesn't because I had to learn this the hard way. There are a lot of gurus telling you what to do, what not to do to be spiritual. And I just want to state very clearly, no one is your guru, not even me. You can be inspired by others and connect with a mentor to help guide you through certain periods of your life, but you are the creator of your life. If it feels wrong, it most likely is. When I first had my awakening, I was trying to follow the spiritual handbook to be the perfect spiritual person to feel accepted in the community. 
But I realized after a few mistakes, I was giving my power away to a word. To be yourself and to stand in your power is the most spiritual thing you can do. Allow yourself the time to explore and try all there is to offer, but take bits and pieces and create your own rules and rituals. You are so unique and you have the freedom to create the life you came here to live. Spirituality is not about following others. It's about paving your own path. I truly believe that it is up to you to customize your life so that you can step into your true self at your highest potential. If anyone tells you different or that you're doing it wrong, run. (laughs) Just joking. But seriously, it is totally up to you on how you live your own life and create your own belief systems. My piece of advice would be make sure the changes you make in your life are in alignment with the life you want to live. For example, there are a lot of spiritual leaders who are vocal about not drinking alcohol. Now, learning from my previous mistakes, I decided to make up my own rules that were spiritually aligned with me. Now, I used to drink after a bad day. You know, the ones where you take your first sip and you say, hashtag mum life or it's 5pm somewhere. I noticed that I was only drinking when I was in a low vibration. Another time I noticed I was doing this was when I committed to an event that I didn't want to go to and I would just think, it's okay, I'll just have a few champagnes and it will be fine. I realized how toxic this was and that I needed to set some new boundaries. It's okay to say no. These patterns were not aligned with who I was anymore. Instead, I now use tools, practices and other rituals to work through those lower vibrations rather than suppressing them. And now I consciously drink alcohol when I am happy, playful, leaning into joy and in the energy of celebration. So when I'm with my girlfriends and we're popping champagne and we're celebrating whatever's going on in our lives at that moment or, you know, even if my husband and I have had a day, we will pour a glass of wine and we will cheers to getting through it and sit in that celebration energy. It is just constantly choosing a higher frequency rather than drinking to suppress the day. And that is just a conscious decision that I've made in my life and some something that is spiritually aligned with me and you can do this in any area of your life. Now lately I've really had to reprogram the belief that if I look the part people will take me more seriously. From the outside I look exactly the same as before I had my spiritual awakening. I kept feeling like I had to change my appearance to make what I've been through more legit but I keep getting this vision. Imagine two people standing in front of you. One looks really spiritual, so however that looks to you. They show up in the world doing all the spiritual things, but they're resisting doing their inner work. Then bring your focus to the other person. They look normal, however normal looks to you. But instead, they have immersed themselves in inner healing and shadow work. Who is more spiritual? You do not need all the spiritual material items to be spiritual. 
For example, you do not need crystals to connect with your chakras. Now you may be someone who connects, communicates and retrieves information from crystals. And if this is something you feel called to do in this lifetime, that is awesome. And we will be definitely talking about that in another episode. But just know that if you don't own crystals, that doesn't make you less spiritual. You are powerful just as you are. Your mind to think and create any manifestation and to completely embody your soul using the vessel, your body that you were gifted in this lifetime. You have the power and answers already inside you. Spiritual bypassing is a thing. And all I can say on this topic is that as long as you're doing your inner work, you'll show up in the world as your true self, however that may look. In saying that, one of the magical things about the human experience is that we can express ourselves in physical form, meaning material items. If you are limiting yourself to what you think society thinks you and your body should look like, then you're not embodying your soul to its highest expression. Your spirituality is not defined by the clothes you choose to wear. You don't have to give up everything you love and live a monk lifestyle. I mean, If that's something you're feeling called to do in this lifetime, that's awesome. Go do that. But you might be someone who loves the finer things in life, you know, the designer clothes and really appreciates the finer things. Or you could be someone who loves wearing color and sparkles, or you could be someone who loves the minimal life. All I'm saying is lean into what makes you feel joy and happy and yourself. Anything that makes you feel like the beautiful goddess that you are. When you start showing up in the world as your true self, confident in your connection to your truth and knowing, you stop questioning others. Now, one last thing I want to say about spirituality, and I wish someone said this to me earlier, is that if you are spiritual, that doesn't mean you have to be a perfect human. (laughs) Now, this is probably my Virgo moon talking because we all know she loves to be perfect and to critique things, but there are days where I don't show up as my higher self. There are days that I'm moody, opinionated, I have bad thoughts and on those days I used to be so hard on myself and think, well, today I'm just not spiritual. (laughs) But being aware and conscious of your actions is being your higher self. Calling yourself out when you notice you're in a lower vibrational energy is being spiritual. On those particular days, just be extra gentle with yourself and remind yourself, I am having a human experience. I am here to make mistakes, to learn, to grow, to evolve. I hope by the time my children are adults, the word spiritual doesn't define a person's lifestyle. I hope that it's just normal for one to use their knowing and the higher intelligence of the universe in their everyday life. I hope spirituality, along with many, many, many other labels, are normalized. In the new age, we should not be defined by a word or that if we look a certain way or do a certain thing that we are instantly labeled, put into a box or a percentage. Every box is boundless because every human is multidimensional. So let's open our hearts and our minds and be more curious than critical. 
I hope this podcast has helped you in your own understanding of the word spiritual. If you're feeling called to share this, please do so. Let's remove the box by educating and supporting others as they create their own connection and consciousness. Like always, head over to my personal page at George Wolf to connect or our podcast Instagram at Woo is the new. And if you are feeling called to share your innate gifts with the Woo listeners, email me at Woo is the new at georgewolf.com. I am sending you so much love. Until next time. Bye.